Yeah, there's a term for that that, that that I've learned recently among my students, and it's called sweat. Go on. Okay, so you would think that sweat would be perhaps a noun, perhaps a verb. I'm assuming it's an acronym. Uh, no, 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 no. It's it's not that thought out. It's oh. not, it's not thought out to the I'm, to the extent of. I'm giving the I'm giving Gen Z too much credit. Yeah, whatever their their gen happens to be. <laughs> No, and it's it's a pejorative. Oh, really? You don't want to be a sweat or to be accused of being a sweat. A, a sweat would be somebody who puts forth effort, intention, and care. Oh, so it's like, oh, look at this guy. He's trying. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> Such a sweat. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a success. That's a that's a that's a recipe for disaster. Right. So it's a glorification of s- mediocrity. The thing about that is that's not new, though, right? Like, there's always been those people in every generation It's like, oh, man, I'm such a teenager. I don't care about stuff. Uh. You know, I guess so. There was a point, though, when people like that, I think, would just die. Yeah. For, I mean, for really, because they wouldn't have food. To quote Dr- Dwight Schrute, there's too many people. We need another plague. And welcome to Judo Cannons. I'm Byron, and with me as always is Justin. Party on, Justin. Party on, Byron. And I'm not even going to try and guess what episode this is. Justin might know. 49. But man, we are way behind. Um, I, You know, life happens. I had things to do. I was out of town. Uh, I mean, we're off a week two because of worship in Shaco, which I actually frankly missed also. But you know what? We are fixing to inundate you with... Uh, Content with content, mostly on the Allensville Church of Christ side. So we'll have several episodes going up there, and then obviously this will be going up here now for you. I mean, like it's the future for us, but right now you're listening to it. See how we did that? That's the magic of of radio. It's awfully meta. Is that a is that like sweat? No, no. Meta is when you make. So if we were to make a podcast about podcasts, mm-hmm. that would be meta. Man, you're so hip. So if we're, if we're talking about the future, recognizing that it's not the future for us, but it will be for the people who are listening to us talking about the future, mm. that's somewhat meta. Oh, okay. Well, I, I was not aware that that was a thing. Cool. Uh, so as always, go ahead and like, share, subscribe, comment, tell a friend, and you can find us on Apple Podcast, Podbean, uh, Spotify. Spotify, Amazon Music, Kindle, or, and all those things. Uh, have we done all the things we've we've done it we've done our due diligence to the internet all of you are adults it's 2022 i shouldn't have to tell you how to work the internet at this point so uh i guess we i mean is there anything else we want to cover before we get into it we should probably plug the allensville church of christ podcast allensville church of christ podcast Uh, we'll have a couple uh historic sermons frankly now although they're from like two weeks ago going up today so one from may 8th which is i believe when you preached on mother's day and then one for today from Brother Ray Noggle. Yes. And we'll see if we can get any of the other ones up. Jim Atwood, you have to extract the audio because apparently I didn't record the situation very well. Well, this stuff is all its all very finicky. You plug it in the same way as you did last time, and sometimes things don't work. I've had that happen a couple times. Yeah, the video software was not cooperating. Yeah. 
it, that happens. All right. So shall we? Is there anything else? Are we, have we done all the things we need to do? We shall. All right. So we're going to continue our series on the fruit of the spirit. And I believe this week we are on, let's see, we've done love, joy, peace. So now we're on patience. patience. All right. So I'm going to turn over to Galatians 6 where my matrix is. And we'll pick up there. So, uh, yeah, so I guess for all those who, I mean, it's been a couple of weeks, we might as well review what we're here, doing here. Um, so, uh, actually, we're, we're coming up on, on next week. We'll be doing, uh, it will be the culmination of the, of the ec- exercise that I've been doing with the kids downstairs, because it's always the kids downstairs, where we have been preparing a, a talk on one of the aspects of the fruit of the Spirit. And so we have kind of... Uh, in parallel been working our way through the fruit of the spirit using this uh, matrix or this table in my bible which is just a zondervan niv and so it has the uh, aspects of the fruit of the spirit broken down by aspect definition uh, and then that fruit of the spirit as an attribute of god and as an attribute of christian so you can go back through whichever podcast platform you're looking at and you can if you want just start from the beginning love we did love joy and then we did two weeks of peace and now we are on patience, or in this Bible, forbearance. So what we're going to do is we're going to start on the definition. In the past, we've spent either a considerable amount of time working through the definition, or sometimes we're, we're content with what, what they have here. So let's see how this goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to hear what this is. All right, so for forbearance, the definition, the definition is putting up with others even when one is severely tried. Putting up with others, even when one is is what severely tried. It's funny. Severely tried. I think uh, uh, Luke, who has this at at church, yeah, said tired. It's not tired. It's tried. <laughs> I mean, it applies though. Yeah. So putting up with others, even when one is severely tried. What, I guess what, that was a Freudian slip on his part. It is. I mean, certainly patience is harder when you're tired. But I guess that it seemed odd to me that that would be the qualifier for for forbearance in the uh, the Bible here. So, what do you think about that? Putting up with others, even when one is severely tried. Well, of course, a lot of translations have patience, and and yours says, did you say forbearance? Forbearance. Okay. Well, you know, forbearance. One example of that that I, that I can think of is in, in the loan context, like with student loans. Um, a person who has student loans can apply for forbearance mm-hmm. uh, in, in that case. Oh, interesting. I thought about that. Yeah. Interest still accrues over, let's say, a, a year, mm-hmm. but no payments are due. And it's almost like you're saying like, hey, bear with me or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the the bank lender, whoever, whoever it happens to be, doesn't, th- th- there are no consequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than the continual accruance or accrual of accrual accruing there we go sure accruing yep of interest which that is kind of a penalty yeah but i guess that was going to happen anyway right but it's better it's better than and to to an extent maybe that's to their advantage like if you're if you're going to pay off the loan eventually anyways why not accrue interest as far as they're concerned it's where i think it's it's where there's danger of them of you not paying off the loan that then they might want to call bill collectors and things like right. that. Right. So the, the word in Greek is macrothymia. 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 Hmm. So uh, it obviously it's a compound word from macros, 
which means long, mm-hmm. and then thymos, which means passion or anger, and that's, I think, where we get the word thyroid. Or thymus. Or thymus. Yeah. Yeah. The thymus is a gland here on the front of your neck. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I don't recall what it's for. Something with the... Uh, oh, geez. You know, what's the system with hormones and all that? Good grief. The uh, endocrine. Endocrine system. Thank you. Whoa, did I get that right? Yep, very good. Dang. Okay, so... So, uh, so literally, it means long passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, waiting sufficient time before expressing anger. Uh, this avoids the premature use of force or retribution uh, that rises out of improper anger. Okay. So long anger or passion as opposed to shorts. Mm-hmm. So I guess macrothymia is, is preferable to microthymia when, when there's a, a short distance of time yeah. between uh, the passion-causing event and then the retaliation. Right. What, so, what, what would we call that then? Like, what's the antonym here? Uh, so, oh, so, 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 so the antonym of, of, of long passion would be, uh, I mean, like short-tempered. Right. Yeah. So long-tempered as opposed to, to short-tempered. I, you know, the idea being that, you know. Or get, impatience, I guess, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like saying <laughs> the opposite of, right. What's the opposite of long? Unlong. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we see, that, well, you're, you're going to get into this, so I, I don't want to steal any of your thunder, but of course, you know, we think first and foremost of, of this in terms of God, because clearly the Lord is, is long suffering, long suffering, yeah. long passion, long, long angered. He, he doesn't just, you know, snap. His his actions are, are calculated and intentional, you know, beyond our comprehension. So this first part here, then putting up with others, is that is that sufficient? Yeah, I, I don't know. T- to me, that I, I guess it's it's not wrong, but it's not a very like academic way of saying it. it it's not very academic, but I, I think it's also a, a little bit shallow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that it's. Sure, that uh, maybe that's an application of what that word means, but it's not to me. That's not a definition. It's not the thing itself, right? And it's it's really helpful for me to, you know, I'm no Greek scholar, but to just kind of use a, a Greek dictionary and an interlinear Bible and see what the original word was, because it just kind of cuts right to it a lot better than just a kind of well. Right. Well, so what do you think about the second part here then? The uh, even when one is severely tried. Well, I think that's beside the point. Oh, really? Right. Because if a person is long suffering, it's not like, well, I'm long suffering when it's easy. Mm-hmm. I think that it's that, that, that duration uh, and uh, the fact that like that would have to apply to all circumstances. Otherwise, it, it wouldn't apply in any circumstances. I, I don't not get what you're saying, but at the same time, I think like, I, to me, that thing is interesting because I don't think you can truly say you are patient unless you've been put in a situation where you're severely tried. Like that's where that's where patience is a challenge. And by that, I mean, like, I think of experiences I've had in different military schools where they you're, it's food and sleep deprivation, and then you're put under stressful circumstances, and you really... 
see people's true character. And, 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 sure. and, and usually that is an indicator. I mean, to a certain extent, it's understandable. People are going to, you know, snap and be impatient. Uh, I mean, it's forgivable, I guess is what I'm saying. But then yeah. you also, in those situations, see see people take it to an extreme. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I don't know, it's one of those things where, what, what does it say? Uh, man, I, man, there's some passage about that, right? Where, like, it's easy to love people who are good or something like that. Well, d- Jesus said that. Yeah. D- Jesus said... Uh, to the Pharisee, or he, he said, if, if you only only love those who love you, mm-hmm. you know, what, what credit is that to you? Because even right. the, the Pharisees and the, uh, the, the teachers of the law, they, they do that. Right. So it's, it's, there, there's no, there's no credit there. There's, I mean, that's not, not, not impressive. Okay. Right. Exactly. So I guess that's, I'm saying the same thing. Yeah. But you're saying, well, yeah, because, and, and, and in that, if you're not patient when it's trying, then it's not, then you're just not patient at all. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. All right. So do we have a definition or we have, we have agreed on the term. We we've come to terms. Okay. All right. So now we're going to look at patience or forbearance as an attribute of God. And so we're going to start in Romans nine twenty two. Let me hear those pages flip, Justin. <laughs> Oh, it sounds like waves of the ocean. What did I say? Romans nine twenty two. Romans. Uh, see, Got it. Now, now I'm going too slow. Go ahead. What if God, wanting to show His wrath and to make His power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath prepared for destruction, and that He might make known the riches of His glory on the vessels of mercy? which he had prepared beforehand for glory, even us whom he called, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. Hmm. Do we need to go back a little bit, you think, at all? Well, of course, what's what's going on here is that, uh, so Paul asks that what if question. Yeah. So I, I think that he, he's engaging in a, in, in a, I mean, it's it's a rhetorical question, um, but I mean, may, maybe we could go back yes, because it, it's, it starts off in 14 saying, uh, what shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? Certainly not. Uh, sorry, going down to 18, therefore he has mercy on whom he wills and he hardens whom he wills. So you will say to me then, uh, why does he still find fault? And it's at the end of that that he says, so what if God, and then so forth. Right. So, it, and I know we're going to have other, pa- I mean, obviously I've, I've heard all these passages multiple times working with the kids downstairs because they're always downstairs. And so I, I know some of the passages to come. And, and so, um, I mean, you were in there this morning as Luke was pre- rehearsing with us. Yeah. I, I think we'll see that there is this element of where patience kind of equals salvation because it, it it leaves opportunity for people to to turn towards him, right? So so you're saying that not not patience is salvation, but it leads to it, right? <clears throat> yeah, God's patience leads to the possibility of of our salvation. So it's almost though like like God or not God, Paul is working through something here, like like as though he's trying to counter an accusation. Is that accurate? Yes. Yeah. 
So what what would that accusation be? Uh, well, the, the accusation that that God can't find fault. Okay. It, it, uh, I mean, that's that's what it looks like. Uh, verse nineteen. You will say to me then, why does he still find fault? For who has resisted his will? So th- this is you know this is a passage that's that's bandied back and forth a whole lot in the uh, regarding the question of uh, providence, I, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. which is the the whole uh, do we have free will and to what extent? Yeah. And to what extent does God's foreknowledge of events cause those events to happen? Right. Or yeah, to what extent is God's knowledge a causal agent in all things that that occur? Mm-hmm. And so uh, th- that's that's the question that he's doing with here. And you know, certain uh, certain believers go one direction, yeah, with it, and others go another. But I I, I think, and I mean, this is again probably another situation where being a parent helps. Like we can appreciate the idea of this, where um, when our children are be- behaving a certain way and they begin to try our patience, uh, we try to be patient to give them the opportunity to correct that behavior themselves. Mm-hmm. But at some point, like you have to intervene, and so. But then, like, so there's this. It's interesting though because there's this idea of uh, God's patience applying to the collective like mankind as a whole. Sure. But then there's also an element of, of uh, us being subject to his patience individually because it's kind of the whole, like, like not knowing the day or the hour. I mean, that, that applies to creation as a whole, but then each of us individually, like we don't know when the day and the hour is in our own lives, right? You're, you're right. The, the Lord does and has and, and can and will deal with individuals and you know whole, whole nations and, and even mm-hmm. e- all of mankind yeah okay is there anything else on that one uh n- no i i just want to say that that that's a kind of the, the middle of romans here is some difficult stuff i think that's why jim atwood was you know in the book of romans for like three years or something right with us not that he was not that it was every week but like but when he was here, yeah. W- which was once a month for, you know, easily yeah. a couple of years, if not longer. Okay, well, let's let's see what the next one give, does for us. Let's go over to 1 Timothy 1.16. 1 Timothy 1.16. I'm trying to maneuver around this microphone here. I'm going the wrong way. 1 Timothy, what did I say? 1.16? Yes. Okay, I've got it. And it says, actually, let me mark this table so I can go back and forth to it easier. All right. First Timothy 1.16, it says, But for that very reason I, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Let's, let's back up a little bit. The Lord's grace to Paul. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has given me strength that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service. Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. 
Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, for whom I am the worst. But for that very reason I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. So what do you think? I mean, I, I guess that that kind of seems to echo the sentiment of the previous passage, I guess, what I'm hearing. Yeah, and where yours has patience, <clears throat> mine does have long-suffering. Yeah. And I, I think that that... So I'm, I'm reading from, from the New King James, mm-hmm. and, and I, I don't... I'm not incredibly particular about translations, but I, I like it that it, it uses that word. Mm-hmm. I think because it's one that's not used as much these days long suffering right and yeah. so i th- i think that i mean patience i don't think it's quite as maybe misunderstood and misapplied in the culture as say the word love yeah but i think long suffering really does say it better easier more more directly. I mean, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong at all with the word patience or translations using that, but, but listen to, to verse 16 in, in this translation. <clears throat> However, for this reason, I obtain mercy that in me first, Jesus Christ might show all long suffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, that, that comes through to me in a different way. Um, I think maybe also because it in the word itself, it indicates that to to be patient, I mean, to be long suffering, that might actually require personal suffering of some sort. And I I think that clearly we see that in Christ. I mean, in in so many aspects of of his the examples in his in his life, uh, the the choices that he made. I mean, even his literal suffering on the cross. Or I mean, if you think of all the suffering that Jesus endured from start to finish. Right. It was all predicated on the father being long suffering towards yeah, his creation. Well, and you think about it in the context of Paul and you know, other than the account of him, uh, you know, I guess a coach being lied laid as his feet as Stephen is being stoned. Like, I mean, there's no detailed accounts of, of the things he might've been guilty of. But but we can I guess assume or infer that it wasn't great, right? And so, um, there really is an element of of uh, you know long suffering there. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Jesus Jesus suffered himself and could certainly empathize or sympathize. Which one's appropriate there? Uh, m- maybe both. Yeah, with with the people that Paul's persecuting, and right. so. There very much is an element of of God and Jesus tolerating Paul's behavior uh, until until they didn't and they they intervened with him on the road to Damascus and and it just seems like you can tell reading so many of these books how that still just weighs so heavily on him that that he was once the way he was and at the same time he's so thankful that uh, that God was long suffering that Jesus was long suffering yeah as as you, as you put it like that I, I think that maybe. Um, maybe I have a clearer way of saying why, why I prefer the word long-suffering. Long-suffering seems to be kind of more superlative, like a stronger expression, because like patience, even though it's not a bad word and there's nothing wrong with it at all, yeah. 
you know, we might tell a kid who who wants dinner, be patient. Yeah. And that's right and right. good. And we right. should be teaching that. But then it's it's almost like, okay, so patience is, is what we teach kids with the hopes that they can become long suffering for the sake of Christ. Right. Eventually. Yeah. Well, and, and think about it too, right? Like, excuse me. Um, yeah. Cause like, that's almost that, that kind of patience is just like a superficial, you need to wait, wait your turn. Right. But if you don't do that, if, if, if we don't teach our kids that, how, how can they ever, uh, choose to be long suffering for the sake of Christ? If there's not even, you know, the, like the, the ability to wait an extra 20 minutes for. Well, for no, and I'm not discounting that because, yes, yeah, certainly that is a, a elementary level of sacrifice, let's yeah. say. But what I'm saying is, again, like in, in uh, you know, normal social interactions, when we say be patient, you know, it is kind of like that superficial version of it as opposed to long suffering, which, again, as parents, we can relate to because it's not just when, when we're talking about our children's and, and long being long suffering with them. It's not that it's not just that we need to wait our turn. It's uh, there's an element of, of as a parent sometimes where when your kids are doing something, when they're being disobedient, you are kind of suffering because. They may not be, they might be, uh, being disobedient to you. They may be being disobedient to somebody else, but at the end of the day, it's, it's this kind of this idea of like, it hurts you that they're behaving the way that they're hate behaving. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> yeah. It isn't just that, uh, you know, you're, um, uh, countering some sort of like social taboos, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else here? Well, of course, there's always more, but I, I guess we we can move on. But of course, you know, both of these are this passage and the previous one, both written by Paul, very much coming from the the same perspective, right? Which our next one comes from First Peter, First Peter three twenty, First Peter three twenty. Are we out of practice? Are we out of practice of deuterocanoning? No, no, I was already there. I was just waiting for you. Oh, okay. I was waiting for the page flip to start. First pedo, three, first pedo. First pedo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we are out of practice. We're out of practice. First Peter 3.20. Never take Okay, I'm going to back up to 18. Okay. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit, by whom he also went and preached to the spirits in prison who formerly were disobedient when once the divine long suffering waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared in which a few that is eight souls were saved through water. That's, that's 21 worth reading. And this water symbolizes the baptism that now saves you also not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and power and submission to him. Okay, so where's the patience in here? We see to those who were disobedient long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. Okay, this is a tough passage. Okay. I, I think this is one, I mean, clearly it does talk about patience, long-suffering in the context of um, God's actions towards 
or mankind, maybe maybe also more than mankind. I, I think that this this is one of the toughest, trickiest passages that 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 I know of. I mean, I like just to put it simply, you know, I, I guess I guess we could say that, you know, God showed patience. I mean, just just right on the surface, God showed patience back in the Old Testament when instead of totally destroying mankind, mm-hmm. not only did he did he recognize that there was uh, one man and and one family that he should save right from destruction but there was also that period of 120 years in which noah was building the ark when people would have had opportunity to repent yeah so i i don't i don't know where where to take it beyond that because i, I don't know what i think about the passage as a whole i mean the passage is true right um and what whatever it whatever it means i want to believe i I just don't know what the passage as a whole is saying but i do think that kind of that that verse 20 that's at least part of what it's talking about yeah i don't know what 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 do you think uh i mean i guess just looking at the notes in the bible alone i can tell this is i guess this is one where there's maybe some controversy some back and forth I don't know. What's the last part here? Perhaps a more satisfactory view would be to translate verse 19, and in that resurrection state, by means of his ascension. Oh, man, I don't know if I want to get into all this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like I said, this one is a, I, I, it's a, it's a very difficult passage. Like, what does it mean that that, that he... Uh, went and preached to the, the the spirits in prison who formerly were disobedient. When so I I and I, I don't want to get too lost in the in the weeds on this. Yeah. Um, since we're kind of focused on on patience, but th- this one could probably be a whole probably Deutero canon episode on its own. I mean, like I I know what the kind of traditional take is on this, yeah. and and the, and it. And that that take might be correct. I, I just think that there are some aspects of it that, I you know, I think for the sake of what we're doing with the, you know, with the teens, we are kind of going with what what you're talking about, where it's this idea of, I mean, and I I don't think this is not applicable, but when you look at the story of of Noah, but fr- frankly, the whole Old Testament as we work our way through it, I mean, goodness, like how many opportunities. It's just like there's. I don't want to sound overly like self righteous, but man, the Israelites are kind of frustrating, right? And and this is even pre pre Israel, even before God had chosen Abraham and yeah. then you know Israel to to be His, He was still offering opportunity, yeah, for people to recognize their sinfulness recognize that judgment was coming well, I can, and I, and to to repent paint with a broader brush mankind is is mankind is frustrating yes they are trying we we, we see that in the yes. story yeah they are we are we are trying we see that in that story we see that in the story of God Solomon Gomorrah we see that in the tower of babel we see that in you know all of all of Israel's movement through the desert towards the promised land and you know uh 
I mean, I guess <laughs> this, I don't know, kudos to God for putting up with all that. Like, thank, thank God that he does because it does, does present opportunity for all us, all of us. But it's like something to think about when we get uh, seemingly frustrated or impatient with some of the more trivial things in our own lives. So, so after all of those miracles, just in the, in the wilderness, back in the, <clears throat> like, you know, Exodus and uh, like numbers, all the ways that, that God delivered them, like the miracles that he performed to deliver them from Egypt, the, the miraculous uh, ways that he got them water, manna, quail. Uh, so, so, so then for those spies, those 12 spies to go in and, and see, see the land and they come back and 10 of them don't, don't want to go in. Right. <clears throat> and, and the majority, basically everybody, yeah, in in the nation, everybody who was of age, all mm-hmm. the adults, they they listened to the ten spies. Yeah, so they all died in the wilderness. Right, but God gave a another chance to their kids. Yeah, and and their grandkids, mm-hmm. and that's something that we do see with with some of the other the other judgments. You know that they were that <clears throat> they they were in Babylon for what seventy years. Yeah, and then they came back. So it's like you know the the, the people who, uh, upon whom the the, the judgment, uh, finally, you know after much long suffering, you know the judgment would come on them. But still, God would give this new chance to to the children or the grandchildren yeah. of those people. That's even built into the law with the uh, the year of jubilee. Well, the sorry, first of all, the Sabbath year. So every seventh year, that that there was possibility of uh, of debts being uh reconciled and, and forgiven and then uh like even even more so on the the year of jubilee and, and the year of jubilee was supposed to be so central to their spiritual and economic lives that the value of any transferable good well not good i guess but land property was based on how many years it had been since the previous year of Jubilee and, it, and how many years it would be until the next year of Jubilee, even the, the price of uh, slaves. Mm-hmm. All of that was contingent upon, yeah, the, 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 the Jubilee year. So the, if, you were, if you were further away from it, the, 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 the value would be higher. Mm-hmm. And if you were closer to it, the value would be lower because come year of Jubilee, the land would go back to the families. So if I, if I lost, so, so if, if I inherited land that they're in the promised land and, uh, through mismanagement or misfortune or any combination of those things, if I lost my family land, okay, well, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't have it anymore. Like I sold the farm or whatever goes to a creditor, but my kids would have a chance. All right. Like that's, I think that is a picture of God's yeah. long suffering, mm-hmm. and and even though on the one hand you have the sins of the father being visited upon the children to X Y Z generation, th- there there's also so much grace, yeah, b- built in, and that grace which is predicated on long suffering. Well, and I don't want to be too hard on the Israelites because I think. Uh, we have a tendency to have a more one, a one-sided view of 
like, and you kind of spoke to this um, last time you preached, or at least last time I heard you preach was the eighth. Excuse me. It's this idea of we look like the Israelites' conquest of Babylon, but we we discount what the the folks in that region you know were doing, particularly when you look at those that worship Baal and some of the things that went along with that. Like, I guess as much as God was uh, long suffering in his uh, his views towards Israel. I mean, he was he was tolerating with all of mankind simultaneously. You know. Yeah. Well, one of the ways that that comes out in, in the scriptures is uh, I don't have a reference for this, but I think God might have said this to Abraham. Something about this land is going to be yours, but not until the time of the Amorites is fulfilled. Okay. So in other words, like okay, so they're they're, they're sinning. They're bad guys. Those are the ones that attacked the Israelites on the way out of Egypt, right? Is that the Amorites? You got me there. Yeah, I think it might be, or it's somebody else, and I get them mixed up. I know some Egyptians attacked them. That was at the Red Sea, but you're probably talking about after the Red Sea. Maybe, yeah. No, I'm talking about after the Red Sea. Yep. Yeah, after the Red Sea. <clears throat> anyway. I think you've read that more recently than I have. Yeah. I should ask Ellie. Because they they read that recently too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the point being that even in his dealings with the Gentiles, God did not displace them, uh, like quickly. Uh, yeah. Wantonly, like he 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 was a he he would allow uh, the the sinfulness even of Gentiles to reach uh, a certain level where it it perhaps where, where they had finally gotten beyond any possibility of repentance. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that hope was always there. And there were times when when nations would repent. That's what we see with Jonah and I Nineveh. Say, yep, I think about Nineveh. You know, and even, even if that's the only time that it happened, if those people were saved, yeah, like that's, that, that, that's worth it. And it, it, I think that it does show God's character. Yeah. That even with the... You know, the Gentiles, like not the, not the Israelites, not his chosen people. He's still patient with them. Yeah. Oh God, that's not good. That's not good radio. Okay, let's uh, let's move on to the next one. So second, because we this is our last verse for uh, patience as an attribute of God. So this is gonna be Second Peter three, and it says nine and fifteen, but we'll probably just read nine through fifteen. In fact, maybe we'll back up to eight because it's the beginning of a paragraph. Did you say chapter three? I did. Okay. Second Peter 3, I guess it'll be 8 through 15. I think it's my turn? Yes, it is. Okay. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the day of the Lord, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. Some are understanding slow. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar, the elements will be destroyed by the fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of the go- day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. Bear in mind that our 
that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote, you with the wisdom that God gave him. So I guess right off the top, there's that same theme that I'd mentioned before, that the, uh, the Lord's patience means salvation. Uh, so, um, I, and again, it's, it's, it, I mean, he says that earlier, right? Do not, uh, uh, instead he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. I mean, think about that. Like he doesn't want anyone, anyone. It says anyone. God is willing that none should perish. Right. Which, I mean, you know, this has kind of been a theme throughout this study, this idea of, our definitions and God's definition and our judgment and God's judgment being different. And, and again, thank God that it is because I mean, I think a, a lot of us had it our way. We would be, we'd be fine with some people perishing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's saying that God does not want anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And so ultimately, like I said, that's kind of seems to be an underlying theme here when it comes to patience. Like it says there, the Lord's patience means salvation because the longer that he's willing to 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 forbear the more opportunity it is for people to to turn from their sinful ways which ultimately i mean that's that's a good thing yeah and you know every time you say that and and as we see these scriptures it, it just becomes abundantly clear to me that god has not already chosen before the foundation of the earth those who are saved and those who are condemned. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like if, if that were the case, then patience doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like, that you? I mean, oh yeah. That it, can you fix that in post? Oh, it's Winston. <laughs> Not now, Winston. <laughs> he knows what time it is. Winston, if you're listening to this later, don't call in during Deutero time. I think he wants to know why I didn't come to pick up strawberries and the rest of my laundry. <laughs> I think he came to me three times between the end of service and us leaving to tell me that there are strawberries in his truck and I better go get some. That's why we have two buckets of strawberries downstairs. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did some laundry at his place last night because we still don't have... Um, permanent electricity. Oh yeah. Thus, we do not have washer and dryer. Mm. So I I did some laundry at Winston's house last night. Watched some baseball. It was good. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Uh, where were we? Okay. Uh, we we were in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> well, so I think that wraps up patience as an attribute of God, and we are at. 48 minutes minus banter. So let's uh, move on to patience as an attribute of Christians. So Is this going to be a part two? No, I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Just we're, checking. We're moving on to Ephesians 4 2. This is patience as an attribute of Christians. Galatians and Ephesians. Okay. Ephesians, what did I say? 4 2. All right. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Man, you could keep going even. It says, 
There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. So let's think about that because, you know, we, it's funny. We talked about peace, which is, you know, uh, in here it's defined as bringing harmony to all relationships. And we could see where harmony and peace are important when it comes to the body of Christ. Uh, I mean, maybe this is a self-evident question, but what's, so what's the role of patience in that? Well, I mean, it, it says, I, I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. Mm-hmm. So the calling is to be like Jesus. Jesus said, be perfect as my father is perfect. Yeah. And so if it's an attribute of God, well, then it's, then we're, then we're supposed to emulate it. Right. I mean, that's, that's just w- what it means. Well, okay, let me ask you this, actually, because I, I had two, two questions then. It says, be patient, bearing with one another in love. I mean, aren't those kind of the same things? To bear with one some one another? Well, I guess bearing with somebody, would, it's kind of like, that would be like suffering with them. It's not necessarily that, like, they're trying you. Maybe you're being tried together. Well, I, I, I guess maybe maybe it might mean, you know, a, 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 a kind, a, a, a joyful... A, a graceful patience. Well, yeah, because it could be bearing with one another is like saying, you be patient with, I'll be patient with you and you be patient with me, right? Right. And but we're bearing with one another. Right, yeah, bearing with one another in, in love. love. Right. So, I mean, so it's not like a, a, a grudging sort of, well, okay, like, I, I'm just going to wait a little bit longer for you to cook your own goose. Yeah. It's, you know, hopeful and... yeah the other fruit of the spirit well how about this then how does patience uh because what does it say there oh uh, where's the there's an element of peace in here right be completely humble and gentle be patient bearing yeah with another in, love. in the bond of peace in the bond of peace so how does patient how does patience translate to peace okay well if, if we're to understand peace as wholeness and uh complete completeness lacking nothing well you know that's i i think this is why it's called the fruit singular uh-huh. of of the spirit yeah um because well it would be awfully silly you know if there's if there's one body it'd be awfully silly for the hand to cut off the foot yeah because in the process of the hand cutting off the foot, it does, it doesn't do anything good for the hand. Yeah, and and then the result is that the the entire body of which the hand is a part mm-hmm. is no longer complete. Yeah. Well, and I think that's what's interesting about this is the idea of it in context with the body, and and again I go back to this idea of harmony as opposed to sameness, mm-hmm. because it'd be weird if your whole body was just hands. Yeah, yeah, that'd be some sort of, that'd be a really strange horror flick. You'd be like the uh, hamburger helper guy, I guess. It'd be just be one big hand. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Does that still exist? I, probably. A lot of MSG. But, the, the you know, the, the thing is, is like, a, you know, a hand and a foot and a heart and skin and eyeballs, like they all have different needs and different tolerances and, you know, but they're all, all very dependent on one another. And so there's an element of, I think, where... Uh, 
I mean, and I think we've touched on this already where uh, peace, in order to have peace, that requires sacrifice. And we, we understand the element of how, how sacrifice, I mean, I think we touched on that earlier, right? How, how sacrifice uh, or, or patience, sacrifice is an element of patience somehow. Or are they kind of synonymous? I don't know. What, what would we say there? Well, it'd be awfully hard to be sacrificial without the capacity and the the, the embodiment of, of long suffering. Right. Like, right. Yeah. There's just, <clears throat> you can't, you can't. Yeah. Cause that's, yeah, it's, yeah. So it's this complex thing. It's like, if you look at a loaf of bread, it's like, okay, that's, that's an irreducibly complex thing. Yeah. Because if you take away the flour, it's not bread. Mm-hmm. If you take away the, 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 the water, it's, it's not bread. Mm-hmm. And so it's, 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 you really almost can't even like parse these things out. It's like, you know, they're ingredients in a, in an irreducible thing. Yeah. So I, I think that's why it might even be, be hard to talk about these things in, in isolation. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, like you can talk about them in isolation, but then in practice, like, like you can talk about salt yeah. on its own and the various uses of salt. You can talk about flour on its own and the various uses of flour. But then if you're talking about bread, well, or if you're talking about the application of, of salt when it comes to bread, well, you're going to end up talking about flour and like, like how, you know, just how all of these things interact chemically to produce the the bread that we want to eat. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that that, that's why, okay, so we start talking about peace and how to, or we talk, we talk about patience and how to live it out and how to act it out. Well, of course, as attributes of Christians, it ends up being in this list right. and all these other things. And it's, uh, and they're, they're all interdependent and it's just this complex thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just, that's how it is. Well, you know, I, I was talking before how, when I find myself being the most impatient, like with my kids, for example, it's usually when they're, uh, when I'm feeling like I'm under the gun, like there's, a, hmm. uh, there's a, a, to- a factor of time. And so ultimately like what's the, the sacrifice I'm making there is like, there's other things I would like to be doing with my time right now. Sure. You know? And so, so that's what I'm sacrificing. And so in, in this situation, when we're talking about unity in the, and in, in the body, you know, at, sometimes we have to tend to one part at the expense of another, and maybe not even at the expense of another. Like it's not doing the other any harm, other than that thing's not being attended to. Yeah, and <clears throat> and that's just uh, in order to have harmony. That's those are things that we have to uh, forbear. Yeah. Right. Okay, I think that was a good that was a good back and forth, huh? Repartee. All right, where are we at? Forbearance. Ephesians four two. So now we're going to go into Colossians one eleven. Colossians one eleven. Your turn. I'm sorry. No, I'm still. You, you got to back up to nine. Okay. I get. Wait. Hold on. What? I said one eleven. Okay. Yeah. Back. Right. Up to yeah. Nine. It's it's sorry. the middle of a sentence. Yeah. It's like that. Okay. I I guess I I, want, I just want to say one more thing though because that seems funny, right? Like. The sacrifice is that something someone else is being attended to, and I'm not. But I mean, like, there are people that that's enough. That's enough for them to become selfish and become impatient. That 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 the, that the the focus is on somebody else, you know. And so, uh, anyways, maybe that maybe that wasn't important. 
All right, backing up to nine. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, oh, oh, I love this passage. For this reason, since the day we have heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great have great endurance and patience and maybe let's keep going and giving joyful thanks to the father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light for he has rescued us from the dominion of the darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son of, of the son he loves in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins so let me re-emphasize this real quick here it says uh okay we continue to ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have the great endurance and patience. So I guess let me reiterate the point we kind of made in class with this verse. And that's that we see patience listed here with kind of other attributes. Is that this one? We talked about this today, right? Well, it's 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 one of them, but I, I don't know that this is the one that Luke was talking about today. Yeah. So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. No, this is the one. Bearing fruit in every good work, growing in knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience. So kind of what we, we discussed is this idea of patience and these other things being things that translate to uh, a life worthy of the Lord and things that please him. What do you think about that? Well, that, that makes me, uh, I think I just spoke, spiked the vocals a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I get red lines every time we do that. It's all right. Oops. <laughs> so it makes me think of a question that, that I'll pose to you. Okay. Why patience? Why patience? Why does patience please the Lord? Yeah. Why? Why is it? Why is it a necessary attribute? Like, why is it a necessary fruit of the Spirit to begin with? I guess so. You know, we've already discussed how God's patience leaves time for us to turn towards Him. Yeah. I wonder if it might be because He recognizes how our impatience with our fellow man. could be a detriment to the kingdom and could turn could turn people away or not or or you know deprive people of an opportunity to do as he says sure so i th- yeah so our, what, what the thing that you're getting at is it um does it have some something to do with judgment yeah like i guess u- so. ultimate judgment right okay so then why is ultimate judgment a thing that's on the table like why why is that a thing well i guess maybe it doesn't maybe Maybe it has to do with ultimate judgment. I'll have to see where you're going with that. But I think it, it does come come back to this idea of, you know, us being judgmental and how that can be, like, turn folks off, maybe. I don't know. How does, yeah, so what, what am I saying there? We need to, I mean, ultimately, we need to be patient with others because God has been patient with us. Uh, and otherwise, we, we would be hypocritical. And we know that being a hypocrite is not is frowned upon in the Bible and in life tip in general, right? Definitely. What, what, what I'm, what I'm asking though is, 
why is God's patience towards us? Why is that necessary in the first place? Oh, because there's sin in the world? Yeah, and I, I know that that's obvious. Right. So obvious that, that maybe it's it's easy to overlook. But I, I think that, that it would be beneficial, like right here, since, I mean, patience, long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers in the inheritance of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Okay, so I'm, I'm going back to Genesis. Was patience necessary in the garden? Pre, pre-sin. Before the fall? Yes. Was patience necessary in the garden? No. How or why? Well, because there was no sin. I mean, so I would assume, I mean, I don't know, like I'm, I'm, I'm guessing Adam didn't do anything to annoy anybody. <laughs> there, I mean, so what? there was no, there was, yeah, what was the trying circumstances there, right? I mean, I guess, yeah, so if you having to be patient with some somebody, like that implies they're doing something, I don't know, disobedient or counter to your, your will. So if everybody was behaving in accordance with God's will, there would be no reason to be patient. I, th- I think there's another aspect to it. Okay. I, I think that, that there's, I think that we need to understand patience as, as being not simply something that is a, is a necessary attribute of righteously functioning relationships, let's say. Mm-hmm. I think that the, 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 so you have, yeah, relationships on the one hand, like human relationships, you might, a relationship with God, patience is involved in, in all of that. But then there's also circumstances mm-hmm. where, where there's no one else even involved necessarily or, right. or exactly. Yeah. Um, so is this a time thing? Well, I, I was thinking about the tree. Okay. I think that the fact that there were all of these trees that they could eat from and one tree that they couldn't, I think that that, that would have called for long suffering Okay. because there was a prohibition. Mm. And so to choose to abide by the prohibition would be long suffering. I guess when we're looking at this from the aspect of the fruit of the spirit, that seems like more of a self-control issue than a patience issue. Right, but but of course, since it's the fruit of the spirit, you know, we shouldn't be. We, we certainly there's like, overlap. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're not surprised by the overlap. Um, I, I think that then that, that in the text that there's another aspect of, of of patience. Well, I mean, of course, like yeah, you can't have self control without patience. Yeah, you know, like. That, that those are, yeah, I think that they're I, I, impossible to, to yeah, separate. Well, I'm trying to under, see what you're saying here because I, I, like I, I, what am I, like, like I can almost, I sense what you're saying. Yeah. But I guess when I think of patience versus self-control, patience, uh, I feel like with patience, there's an element of where at some point you will be able to do the thing you're waiting on. Yeah. Whereas with self-control, you may never be able to do the thing that you want to do. Or at least you should never do the thing that you want to do. 
Well, I, I think it d- depends on what the what the thing is. C- clearly, we. <clears throat> I bet I bet Owen wants to drive. Yeah, I bet he would love to drive. Madeline would be a better example. If it's got wheels, she wants to drive it. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess <clears throat> I, I said Owen because she's closer to it. Yeah. Okay. Like he he's gonna have to be patient. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to spend years of of not driving before you know he's he's at a place uh phys physio physiologically uh mentally like psychologically legally where he'll he'll be prepared for that okay so so to try to try to support this patience idea that there's something i want to read back in uh genesis 3 this is at the at the very tail end of that whole that that whole account it's after the curse it's uh genesis 3 verses uh 22 and following then the lord god said behold the man has become like one of us to know good and evil and now lest he take out lest he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the Garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed cherubim at the east of the Garden of Eden in a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. So, first of all, it, it, it seems from that that... Adam and Eve were not innately, you know, by nature, immortal. Right. Like, I guess I've always assumed that they would have been immortal uh, had they been, yeah, had they been continued to eat from the tree of life. Right. Right. So, so, so they, you might call it conditional immortality. Right. Like living forever was contingent on not simply obedience, but access to the tree of life. Mm-hmm. And and it, so I I think that that's, um, I think that there there's patience here, in in the early chapters of Genesis, because the the temptation that they faced required patience to be able to overcome that temptation, but then also there's patience simply with mortality. The, the, they they were going to have to wait mm-hmm. to. I mean, they were going to have to endure. They were going to have to long, they were going to have to suffer long their mortal situation. Uh-huh. And I and I think that that's, well, that that's what we're getting at. And, and so when Paul says in Colossians that, uh, let's see, he has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. So what is that inheritance? Eternal life. Eternal life. And there are all sorts of other aspects of that which are, you know, that that we could that we could talk about, but but that's that's the the primary well that's thing. That's, that's kind of what I was saying when I said is this is this the aspect the aspect of time that creates patience. Sure. Right like yeah. when, like when there's uh when there's eternity, when your when your time is eternal, 
you're not going to have situations like I was saying before where it's like, I'm getting impatient because I don't have time. Again? Yeah, I'm ignoring Winston for a sec. Winston has to be patient. <laughs> but I guess where, where I'm having trouble with what you're saying, though, is do you think they would have at some point had access to the tree of knowledge of good and evil had they not sinned? Possibly. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that. I know that there are different church traditions. Like there are some Orthodox Christian fellows who I, who I like listening to who are, who are really, really intelligent and have some really phenomenally insightful takes on a lot of scriptures. Um, but I, I don't necessarily just kind of buy everything that they say. Yeah. And so th- there are old church traditions that I, that I've heard about that, about, you know, in time, the, God would have permitted them righteously to eat from it. But I, I, I don't know about that. And that kind of goes beyond the text, but I don't think it goes beyond the text to say that patience is not just like the need for patience is not just a result of sin being in the world, but patience was needed Mm -hmm. beforehand. And then there's also patience that, that we, that we have to choose as we wait for the situation that Paul's talking about here in Colossians, waiting for the inheritance of the saints in the light, which is the redemption of our bodies. Okay. Do we want to pause and you can answer that? Okay. Please enjoy this banter while Justin's on the phone. Well, welcome back, back Byron. Uh, it's, it, it has been a long time. I feel like a lot of things have happened. Mother's Day happened. Uh, I was here for that. Right. You were here for that, but we didn't Deutero in honor of the mothers. Mm. Now, personally, I would have preferred to have the mothers on the show to highlight their motherhood. Like our wives? Like our wives, yeah. Oh, okay, those mothers. And you know, our wives are here right now. Yeah. Not in not in studio. Honestly, we're back here in Deutero Central. Deutero Central. Much to their chagrin. They, they are chagrined. I think we got an eye roll out of both of them this morning. Yes. When they heard that it was on. Yeah, much chagrin and no grinning. Why do you suppose that is? I think they're jealous. That's what it is? (laughs) They wish they had their own podcast. They think this is a waste of time. They think we're such sweats. We'll show them. Someday this will be not a waste of time. (laughs) And today is that day. I'll tell you what. Daniel's mom came up to me today and said that she listens every week. Thank you, Daniel's mom. This has been some banter while Justin was on the phone. And we're back. Okay. So anyway, uh, let's see. <laughs> I think all that was great. I think, I guess the one thing I do want to maybe just articulate this point, if, if nothing else, I think patience is something that is an aspect of a life worthy of the Lord and it pleases him in every way among other things. Yes. And so, so kind of dovetailing that with, with what I was uh, at least trying to, to articulate the Lord is also, so there's an aspect of the Lord's long suffering where he's not, you know, just frying us for our sinfulness on the one hand, but on the other hand, 
it really is God's will for for us to live forever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something that Christ is is actually right now waiting for. Like Christ is is waiting for for his return. And he made a big point about the fact that uh, even he didn't know, at least at the, the point when, when he was discussing it in the Gospels, he didn't know when that was going to be. Well, and I mean, that was kind of what we were talking about in that earlier verse, this idea that God wants all to be saved. Yes. And, and that's, that's what we're saying. God wants all to, to, to live eternally. Yeah, and I think it's really important to keep salvation and eternal life uh, you together. Know, yeah, and, yeah. and, and I, I think that, that sometimes th- th- those can be separated, and, and the result is that our hope is not as concrete as it as it really is at least you know right like like in our minds or in our thinking or talking about it yeah it's like if i'm talking about salvation i'm talking about the the means by which god enables us to live yeah in eternal bodies right eternally all right we got two more verses left so i think we'll we'll get through this here so let's go to hebrews 6 12 which I uh, actually don't recall this one, so I think this is one we read through, and we, you know, you had to kind of pick and choose what was going to go into yeah. there. Did you say six twelve? Yep, Hebrews six twelve. You got it. I do. Shall I? Yep. I think I'll just back it up here to nine. Even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are convinced of better things. In your case, the things that have to do with salvation, God is not unjust. Uh, he will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you've helped the people and continue to help them. We want each of you to show this same diligence to the very end so that so that what you hope for may be fully realized. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. So that foreshadows uh, Hebrews, what is it, chapter 12? Yeah. Uh, 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 no, no, no. Uh, chapter eleven. That that foreshadows chapter eleven. Faith in action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and not to read that whole thing, because it's uh, it's pretty lengthy. Um, let's see. But down towards the end of chapter eleven, it says, says this. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. Were tempted. Were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. And all these, having attained, obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. God, having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. So the whole point there is that going all the way through Israel's history with, you know, numerous, numerous examples of faith, you know, Abraham, Samson, Barak, Rahab, so forth and so on, all the way through the Old Testament, the, the, the point of all of them is that they, they lived faithfully and did amazing deeds by faith for the Lord, but they died not receiving the promise. Hmm. I mean, what, what better expression of patience is there than that? Right. And so ultimately, that that's what they're commended for, 
for enduring all of those things yeah because of the promise given you know like 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 Abraham who you know he knew the promises God had given him and, and so he he reckoned it, that chapter says that God could raise the dead because he knew that God told him that his he would be made a great nation through Isaac um but he also knew that God said to sacrifice Isaac. So how can those two things possibly be true? They seem to be totally opposite. Well, God must be able to raise the dead. Yeah. And he was right. Mm-hmm. He was right. And so that's, that's the kind of patience that we're, that we're talking about. The kind of patience that could uh, keep on uh, living, suffering, and acting by faith, even if death comes before the realization of that faith, you know, dying before faith becomes sight. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I'm trying to kind of maybe put, articulate this. I mean, and these, the, both terms are in here, but this idea of we do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Um, I guess like just the role of laziness in that hmm. and how I guess patience counters that. But he says earlier, he says, we people, where is it? We want each of you to show this same diligence to the very end, which I guess uh, I would say diligence is a good uh, antonym to laziness. Yeah, sure. And so I guess if you are maybe being patient with your circumstances, then you can have the the discipline, the self-control to remain diligent, uh, to, to remain diligent, whereas... If you've grown impatient with the circumstances, then then uh, that probably manifests itself in a lot of ways. One of those being laziness, like just not trying, not caring. Yeah, I mean, g- yeah. giving up. Yeah. Okay. All right, we got one more. Let me get back to this. We got too many fingers in the Bible here. All right, so last one. James 5, 7 through 10. James 5, 7 through 10. That's an easy one to just blow right by. Yeah, it is, turns out. I mean, I'm there. Yeah, I blew through it like three times. still over there flipping away. (laughs) Okay, I'm there now. Okay, go ahead. You should be patient with me. Sorry. You know, you were kind of slow earlier. Mm, Was I? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... Seven through ten. Yep. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the f- the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is <clears throat> standing at the door. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. But above all, my brethren, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no, lest you fall into judgment. Mm. That's a great passage. Yeah. Be patient then, brothers and sisters. I, I forgot that James made reference to Job. Yeah. 
See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop. And the, and the farmer is waiting. definitely really lazy between like planting and harvesting, right? Oh yeah, because <laughs> there's there's nothing to do. Like there's he just nothing. like sits there, twiddles his thumbs. Yeah, I mean that's what they say about. That's an analogy a friend of mine used at work, though. You know when he's like, you know, you get stuck there, and it's always just one more thing. He's like, hey man, this place is like a farm. At some point, you just got to go home. Like there's always going to be work. Very true. Yeah. So. uh Okay. At, at first, I thought I thought you were saying that uh, it's it's like a farm and and you you do just get to go home and and because like the work stops, but it was the opposite. No, it's, yeah, it's the opposite. Okay, it's like, the opposite. Like you're you're always yeah. I I assume that's the point you're making, right? Like yes, there is always work on a farm, right? Always. So, you, okay. So see how the farmer waits. So yeah, very. I think it's a a, a great analogy and uh, for the idea of patience, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm. I think that's interesting, the idea of stand firm. It reminds me of uh, something else we read today. I guess this was for another aspect of the fruit of the Spirit, but again, there is overlap with the idea of being steadfast, right? Yeah. So so you two be patient and stand, stand firm, which it almost, too, it's like there's an element of it when it comes to patience where like you, you just make a decision. Hmm. Like, I don't know what the, when this is going to end, so I'm going to stand firm. I'm going to, like we just read previously, I'm going to be diligent. If for no other reason, just for the sake of being diligent, because I don't, I don't know when this is going to end, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, okay, and then what does it say? You to be patient, stand firm, because the Lord's coming here. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door, and so there is that element of that where, again, regardless of the uh, of whether or not we feel it's appropriate, in that definition, it talks about especially when tried. You know, and I think, again, that's definitely a manifestation of patience, like grumbling and being short with one another. And, and, and again, it's, you know, when we think about the idea of, of setting ourselves apart, I mean, it, it's really so much of this is about behavior and behaving differently than the world in, in uh, certain circumstances. Well, yeah, and, and behaving like Jesus. Well, certainly, right. That's the different. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. So what else? Is there anything else in there that st stood out to you? As you know, well, d d the, the whole thing about Job, mm -hmm. man, uh, you have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful, man. That's, for, for being one sentence, mm -hmm. how, how's that for a take on Job? Like that's, I, I don't know. It, it's just remarkable to me how, how succinct that that is. Yeah. Because I mean, Job, first of all, it's, it's a long book. Second of all, it's a, it's a complicated book. I mean, like all of that dialogue between, uh, Job and then his his three friends uh, Bildad, Eliphaz, and, and Zophar. Mm -hmm. Like that's some. Like that's uh, it, it's just it's a very intricate dialogue. That is a difficult book. Yeah, and 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 that that kind of summary of it, it really really cuts through it. I mean, you have seen the end intended by the Lord. So all of that suffering. All of those things that, that required Job to be patient. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, even his wife was saying, curse God and die, and he wouldn't do it. Right. I mean, he, d- he did end up questioning God, but then he, he backed down from that. But he certainly didn't curse God. Right. Uh, the end that the Lord intended for him was like the Lord took nothing. Mm-hmm. Satan did, but the Lord returned all yeah. and returned abundantly. Okay. So that's our last passage. Let's, uh, let's do some final thoughts here. I guess I'll go first. Uh, I am, I am thankful for the Lord's patience, his long suffering and the, uh, the opportunities that presents to, to us and our, our fellow man to turn towards him. And I just pray that I can extend that same patience to, you know, my fellow man. I mean, starting with those that I'm closest to, and those are the folks that maybe it's the easiest to be impatient with at times. So, uh, and man, certainly you can see again, how these, these tend to blend and overlap and, and play into one another. So patience. I'm, All right. I'm so, for it. yeah. So I, I think for me, um, so this is something that, that I wrote several years back. I don't know. It's probably been 10 or 11 years since I wrote this. Um, I, I mean it to be a poem, but Todd, I showed it to Todd and, and Todd sometimes will say, like I show him a poem. He's like, well, it's all right, but I'm not sure it's a poem. <laughs> I'm like, thanks Todd. <laughs> I think, I think he means it. It doesn't rhyme. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, here you go. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. You said true enough. Job said it before you. So I should perhaps nod. Resting sure in the economies of disease and theft. Having read the encompassing chapters, however, Eliphaz, Bildad, Zophar, sitting silent seven days, their reassurance, just reparation for loss of cattle, land, children. I know the Lord took nothing, yet returned all. And I think that if we know that, that the suffering that calls for patience, or even just the the, the the waiting that calls for patience. The, the Lord took nothing, but he, he will return all and he will make all right in his time. All right. Well, speaking of patience, I think the wives are ready for us to be done. So, uh, yeah, maybe we should have a, a just a, a talk with them, admonish them about how they <laughs> perhaps should be. It's really thoughtful of us, though, to give them an opportunity to be patient. Well, let's start for start by praying for them then. Okay, we should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lord, thank you for uh, these scriptures and just for the way that your word uh, cuts to the heart of the matter and reveals truth to us. So I pray that you'd bless us by your Holy Spirit to understand you and your ways better and help us to be more like Jesus. And thank you for our wives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, we're talking about patience in here.